One guest, 10 songs, 10 reasons. Music was my first love on Radio Glamorgan. My guest today is the host of the Friday evening show from 7 to 9, Mr. Richard Manning, who I learned early on in my Radio Glamorgan career not to try and outdo on music trivia. We'll hear from Richard after his first choice, which is from the Beatles. Can buy me love. How are you doing, Richard? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? you? I'm very well, thank you. And you're very welcome to this edition of Music Was My First Love. Tell us about your first choice, Can't Buy Me Love. I guess as hard as it is to choose ten songs, it must be even more difficult to choose one Beatle track. That is very true. I think the reason why I picked this one, because I think the Beatles were my first love. And in fact, it's so long ago, I can't even remember hearing specifically which one of theirs made me go, ooh, this is quite nice, I like this. Uh, So it must be when I was about three or four, I guess. I should just mention that I don't come from a particularly musical family. Uh, we didn't have a record player, so all we had was a radio right. or TV. So somehow, I mean, we didn't get to play the radio very much, but somehow the Beatles got through. I think what I was responding to was probably just the energy. I mean, I didn't know anything about, obviously, boy-girl relationships or anything yeah. like that, but I knew the thought, this is exciting, I like this. But I would imagine the Beatles got through a lot of households that didn't have a lot of music. Yeah. I think, I, think that must have been, I think that must have been the case. Yeah. yeah I mean, it was that sort of thing. That they, um, obviously, there was other music around, but something like that just cut through. You've been a volunteer with Radio Glamorgan since 2010. How did you and RG's paths cross? Hmm, good question. Well, obviously, I was aware of um, hospital radio, but um, I hadn't really thought about doing it. I came down to the X-ray department, or radiology, as I, yeah, <laughs> I, insist, yeah. I insist on calling it, <laughs> uh, uh, for a routine uh, X-ray. And I looked across, and uh, there was the uh, radio station uh, with the lights out. I thought, hmm, interesting. So I thought I'd find out a bit about it, and uh, so I chucked down the website and did the usual thing, filled in, got introduced, to, and uh, started coming to the sh- station at, yeah, about 2010, my first show in February 2011. Wow, we know the exact time of month. Oh yeah, you'll be thinking about an anniversary show soon. I, don't, I, don't, I just tend to end up playing the same song. It tends to be a Manix track. I remember when I played a Manix and Nina Simone. So that's why I always those are two songs. And one of the songs on this selection. Well, we'll come to it. It would be a bit redundant of me to say that your next choice is a Cream classic, uh, as all Cream tracks are classic. So, tell me about your second choice, which is Crossroads. I mean, I watched a little bit of Top of the Pops and Junior Choice. <laughs> Listen to Junior yeah. Choice on Radio 1. But uh, I suppose what gripped me when I was about uh, 8 or 9 was football. And so, for the f- first half of the 70s, music was something, like, again, occasionally watched Top of the Pops, but I didn't take a great deal of interest in it. And then, around about 16, the people I was friends with at school, they were getting into music in a big way. And uh, Christmas 1977, I was given a cassette recorder. And someone lent me some cassettes. And one of them was Heavy Cream by Cream. The first side uh, had this very song leading off. So I thought, this is a bit different. This isn't top, this is the sort of stuff you get no, on top of pops. <laughs> I thought... So it, without being too dramatic, overly dramatic about it, it was basically the, I would say it's the song that changed my life. Did your love for music start straight away or was it when you started borrowing cream records? I said I didn't have any real great interest in music until probably 
yeah, early 78, after I got this cassette recorder. And then it was like a sponge thing. I just sort of wanted to find out, read books, and just try to put, put connections together. And what I found is the few songs that really hit me before then were, I suppose you could call them rhythm and blues. So I obviously responded, I was responding to something like that bluesy, soulful thing. Mm. Things like uh, Son of a Preacher Man by Dusty and Theme from Shaft by Isaac Hayes. Of course, there were one or two poppy songs like uh, Tiger Feet by Mud. Of course. <laughs> but of course, you know, I'm pretty really young. Uh, but um, generally, it seemed like that the ones that got cut through were the most bluesy ones. And so, and so because I discovered this band called Cream, then as I did a bit of reading, I thought, oh, they're part of this blues thing, blues and uh, blues rock thing, and I, that led me on to other people, who I'd, some of which I've vaguely heard of, like the Rolling Stones, yeah. and some of which were all completely new. And this was early 78, and I think late that year, uh, the Stones brought an album called Some Girls, which I think is generally considered one of their better efforts. One song in particular had a, had a video, which... Um, I mean, looking at it now, it's, just, it's a bit, it's a bit hokey in that, but it's, it's, you just think, well, here they are. There's the, the world famous rock and roll band playing in a studio, and uh, looked like great fun. So I could have picked many Stone songs, but I'm going to pick Respectable. I like that. Did you listen to the radio at all? Anybody in particular? Yes. Yeah, radio was very important. Uh, as I said, I, I only had this little cassette recorder, and so, yeah, Radio 1 was vital. Top 40. But uh, the show that really excited me was Alexis Corner's show. Mm, I remember Alexis Corner's show. Um, again, I knew of the name because of his connection with the Stones and, yeah. and all that, the, the, the blues, British blues. And, uh, yeah, he played a great selection of stuff. And uh, it was only an hour a week on Sunday nights. Always used to give the reference on the on the spine of the uh, album in case it was that old that you couldn't find it <laughs> I don't remember that bit of it but um, yeah he, he was great and of course he had a fantastic radio voice of course he did yeah, yeah. and um, yeah that was, that, was, that, that was probably the main one I mean there were other shows I occasionally listened to John Peel but not much and, but yeah Alexis Corner was, was, was good tell me about Friday night <laughs> yeah my show goes out on Friday nights so between 7 and 9 the main theme to the show is I've uh, featured people whose birthdays fallen in the last week or so. So I play a variety of tracks by people who, for, uh, from rock, blues, occasionally, not, not much country, not much folk, <laughs> uh, occasional jazz track even. Um, tell you a bit, bit about them and uh, play one or two, three tracks. Occasionally I do other things like playing an album or feature an artist or an album, uh, tracks. And you've played entire albums before now. I am guilty of that sin, yes. Yeah, well, why not? <laughs> not done enough. And you've also built up quite a catalogue of, of pre-records, haven't you? Yes, yeah. Uh, once I knew I could do these special shows, I thought, well, I'll come up with one or two ideas and I'll, I'll throw them together and, uh, yeah, they're quite, quite good fun, yeah. Now, your fourth pick, like the Beatles and the Stones, is a band with a huge back catalogue, Fleetwood Mac. Mm -hmm. um, a fan? Mostly of their... The the Peter Green era. I'd, I'd like to do like some of the um, latest list of the the Buckingham, Buckingham Nicks years, but um, it's mainly Peter Green. This song again is connected to radio. I think about 1980 or so, Radio One put out a series called 25 Years of Rock. Yes, in which they featured each week. They featured a, a year and played bits of news clips and songs from the year. And the signature tune, I suppose you could call it, was the track we're about to hear. 
Of course, at the time, I didn't know it was called what it's like now. Know it's called again pre-internet. You didn't, and so many, many years later, I found out what it was called and who it was by. They did actually think. I think it did actually feature in the 1969 show, but I don't think they said even then what it was. Again, it's one of those sort of songs that, that the tracks that just took you, knocked you a bit sideways of thinking, this is quite good, I like this. And so, uh, yeah, it's always been one of my favourites since then. And this is Fleetwood Mac and part one of Oh Well. But don't ask me what I think of you, I might not give the answers that you want me to. You're listening to Richard Manning's Choices on Music Was My First Love for your next choice, Richard, Golden Years from the late lamented David Bowie. Yes, this I suppose is where I start, is where I introduce people I've actually seen live. I didn't go again. I didn't start going to concerts really until about seventy-seven. Eddie and the Hot Rods. Ah, Winter, <laughs> the Winter Gardens, Malvern. You don't strike me as an Eddie and the Hot Rods man. Well, it, it was one of the sort of things everyone else was doing. It, so I thought, and I did like. Do you want? To, do you want to do anything you want to do? That was their big song. So I went along with some of my friends, and we had. You know, it was Flipping loud though. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't real, I didn't realize that live music could be that loud. So that was a bit ironic. It was like so so loud that you could, you could feel the sound of hitting you. Anyway, that didn't completely put me off. Uh, I went to the Rolling Stones in Spain because I was over there in '82 for the 1982 World Cup. Uh, so that was my first stadium gig. Back in Cardiff, the next two artists are people I saw in the National Stadium. Yes, David Bowie. Oh, again, I known and. Um, liked a lot and uh, this again is one of those sort of things pick one track well I just always, I've always liked this one again it's sort of soulful funky and good this is Golden Years Too, if I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And that came out in '87, and that was the year I rediscovered them. I was aware of them before. Uh, obviously, they'd been doing some great stuff. They'd um, been at Live Aid, and their new album was obviously hotly anticipated. Me, not really a fan, took took side taking notice of them. They went on a world tour, and they played Cardiff, including the National Stadium. And uh, I went, I went along to see them, and it was possibly. Possibly the best gig I've ever seen. It was also unusual for me that it was probably a, a, I saw a band at, at the point where they were possibly the biggest band in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to see people after they've sort of slightly gone off the <laughs> oil, slightly possibly past, slightly past their best, possibly. Yeah, they were amazing, and it was, a, it was an amazing gig. Yeah, I think um, they were fantastic, and uh, I was a fan from then on. Did the usual thing, went back, got, got over albums, and uh, although I don't go out of my way to listen to their stuff now. Uh, the, the more, more recent stuff um, yeah that time Joshua Tree that gig a beautiful singer up next uh, the much missed Dusty Springfield tell us about going back sometimes you just hear something on the radio and you think uh, and they just just knocks you sideways and um, again I, as I said I was aware of Dusty because of things like Sam of a Preacher Man but not much else in 1988 uh, she brought out a record company more likely brought out an album mm. called The Silver Collection Radio 1 played, played this one track we're about to hear and of course, I hadn't heard it before. It moved me. So I had to go in. And it's Dusty Springfield. We're going back. A little bit of freedom's all we So catch me if you can. I'm going back. 
I don't think enough people realise how great she was. Yeah. I said mean, that I got the album and uh, there are lots of good tracks on it, but that's, that was always... That's always been the one that's made me think. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to your show and you have a vast knowledge of music. And, and we did a show early on in uh, 2019 on awards night. And, and you have this vast knowledge of music. Is it something that you've just picked up and retained over the years or do you do a lot, a lot of research? Well, yes, I, I think I'm quite knowledgeable about certain things. I wouldn't claim to be an encyclopedia or anything like that. And a lot of my shows is just from notes I've gathered from the well-known encyclopedia yeah. that is Wikipedia. So I can't say I'm just knocking this stuff off the top of my head. But I do know, I do a few you know, bits of trivia, and I have read quite a bit of, of a few books and biographies and uh, mojo, all that kind of stuff yeah. Danny is. And so it's, yeah, it's all, some, all of it just sticks. Your eighth choice on this edition of Music Was My First Love is from another great songwriter, uh, also no longer with us, mm. Prince in 1999. Yes. There's a couple of reasons for picking this one. One, because it was the first song I really uh, picked up on from Prince. Again, he was on the radio and just knocked it sideways. I thought, who is this guy? And um, so I took, took a lot of interest in what interesting stuff he's doing, particularly in the 80s. I mean, he used to produce so much that you, I mean, you actually could get everything you ever wanted. But I, I was, there was so, many good, so much good stuff in the 80s that was, that was more than satisfied me. And eventually I got to see him in 2007 at the O2 Arena. I also got to see the after show. Part of the complex is there's what they call the Indigo, which is a sort of nightclub. Yeah. And after, so after the main show in the O2, which was, which was good, although you know, being a kind of arena show, it's you know, quite away from, the, from him because he was in the middle of the, the arena. He has this sort of after show in a in nightclub called Indigo, and uh, so I sort of started to go to this place, stand in the same place for an hour, waiting for, for Prince <laughs> to come on, and eventually he did. There, it was great. I thought there was a possibility he might have had um, guest, special guests coming in to sing a song, but thought uh, it was just him, but very good. And it made me think that um, seeing Prince in a small club was a bit like, I guess, what people were like in the mid-60s, seeing Jimi Hendrix for the first time. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Going to the Marquee Club and going, oh, this is, <laughs> this is different. So that was one reason. It, uh, you just and Jimmy might have made the, might have made the, the top ten. If he'd been top twelve, he probably would have. But um, so that's one reason. The other reason, I suppose, is Prince was again representative of a, a sphere, a, a side of music. I suppose black music, you could call it, which I realised putting this show together. A lot, of, most of the acts were probably influenced by black music, but um, Prince, I suppose, is representing it. Other people like Sly and the Family Stone, Motown, yeah. James Brown, yeah. Otis Redding. Lots of people, really. I don't think he actually played it when we went to the O2, but I let him off. <laughs> well, we'll play it now. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Your ninth choice is a song, as well as at the time of broadcast, the only track to be chosen twice. Um, it also has one of the most famous videos ever. That is part of the reason why I chose it. You a big Dylan fan? I would say I'm, I wasn't the biggest Dylan fan, but I like a lot of uh, stuff from the 60s and uh, some of the 70s. A few other tracks as well. He's one of those guys you can't really ignore. Well, perhaps you can, but you shouldn't. <laughs> um, I've seen him five times in concert. Wow. Three That's times. That's a lot. Five times. Four or five times, four at the um, Cardiff International Arena, yeah. Power Backs 95, which, um, which wasn't too long after it opened. And also in Hyde Park, there was a Princess Trust gig in 96, 
which I think I'm pretty sure was the biggest attendance, biggest crowd I've ever been in for a concert. It was about 150,000 or something. Wow. It was Dylan, Eric Clapton, Jules Holland, The Who, doing a version of uh, Quadrophenia, I think it was. No, Tommy. What was it going to be? Who cares? It was great. And, um, yeah, Dylan was part of it with special guest Ronnie Wood. Yeah, what really hooked me into Dylan was um, seeing... I don't know where I first saw this. It might have been on Whistle Test or somewhere, anyway. And then I actually went to see the film Don't Look Back. Of course, it actually kicks the the the, uh, film. It actually starts with what I suppose you could call a sort of promo. Yeah. To to, 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 Um, And... uh, so I thought, yeah, and of course, I like, just just like it. It's, it's some people have said it's actually it's, it's it's sort of influenced by Chuck Berry. There's a song of his called "Too Much Monkey Business." It's influenced by that. I don't know maybe it was, but there's a lot of great lines in it. I mean, there's, you know, twenty years and he put you on a dateless day shift. I mean, all this kind of yeah. stuff is just <laughs> it's just brilliant. Anyway, so here is "Subterranean Homesick Blues" by Bob Dylan. Oh, get sick, get well, hang around the inkwell, hang bell, hot tail, everything is gonna sell. Try hard, get fucked, get back, ride rail, get jailed, jump bail. Richard, your tenth and final choice on music was my first love, Louie Louie from the Kingsman. Yes, this is goes right back to my very first show back in 2011. I decided because it was my first show, I'd play songs that were the first so- single from a band, and I thought I'd play this track because it was one of their first tracks from their first album, like that. And I thought oh, I'll play this, and then I realised, well, I could play it every week. <laughs> and I could use the excuse that I'll play it because um, I I've got my, my excuse would be that I I've got to find a track which will cover everything I haven't been able to play. So with the exception of them, the sort of special shows I do, um, yeah, it's been every single one, wow. <laughs> which is now over three hundred and seventy, I think. Crikey! And uh, so you'll be celebrating ten years and four hundred shows soon. Getting on that way, yeah. yeah. You're obviously enjoying your time with Radio Good Morgan, and it appears all aspects, not just the Friday evening, because you do the bucket collections, and you very kindly come onto this show. So you're loving all of it, aren't you? Oh yeah, yeah. That's one of the best decisions I ever made was to, was, to, was to get involved. Yeah, I encourage anyone to do do the same. Um, it's um, it's just it's just great fun. I mean, maybe not everyone's idea of fun, but I just like if you're into music and you and you. Want to turn people on to other people, other music that you music that you like? Remind them of what the one or two half decent songs from the past. Then yeah, it's it's, it's brilliant. Thanks for coming in, Richard. It's okay. Thank Cheers. you very much. Brilliant. Listening to Music Was My First Love on Radio Glamorgan, where volunteer Richard Manning has been choosing 10 of his favourite tracks. I'm Andrew Wolfe, and join me again soon when another Radio Glamorgan volunteer chooses their favourite tracks on another edition of Music Was My First Love. <laughs>